Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Friday Five. I am Jonathan Ray, Director of Career Development here at Soka University, and I am rejoined by the one and only Samantha O'Neill. Samantha, how are you? Welcome back. Thank you so much. <laughs> It is fabulous to be back. I'm so excited to be with Soka students, staff, and faculty. It is, and, and it's so excited to have Samantha back. She's working in our office once again, and as you recall, Samantha brought a lot of energy, a lot of fresh ideas, and uh, just really elevated our office, so I'm so glad to have her back. And also, as our very, very special guest today, we have the director of the Writing Center, Dr. Kirsch, and she is going to talk about the Writing Center, kind of her journey, uh, some insight into uh, ways to best use the services they provide and what students can do for them, but also just perspective on writing in general and how representative we all can be within our writing in general. So I would like to welcome Dr. Kirsch. How are you doing? Thank you. Doing well. <laughs> Well, great. So today, our topic, again, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Soka University's Writing Center. But if you don't mind, initially, could you share a little bit about yourself, your, your background, and how you came to be director of the Writing Center here? Yes. Um, I'm fairly new to Soka. I just arrived in August. I'm very excited to be here. Um, I'm loving the students. They're fantastic. And so my journey's been that I've been at different institutions, um, My last stop was at Bentley University, just outside of Boston, a business school. And there I directed the writing program. Uh, I also um, directed the uh, founded uh, Center for Women in Leadership. So gender studies as well as writing studies are my passions and my interests. And that center is now called the Center for Women in Business and it's doing quite well. And after that gig, I also was asked to direct the uh, Humanities Center called the Center for the Arts and Sciences. So I have a long history of working collaboratively across campus and developing programs, working with students and faculty and staff. And I'm always particularly happy if I can create a program that makes the world better for those who are involved. Oh, that is wonderful. Outstanding. So many layers and so much you bring to the table. And, and certainly, you know, at a later date, I'm really interested to hear more about the journey and some of your other involvements there. Um, so just a little bit in terms of the writing center, and then we'll certainly broaden it. Um, so let me start with just kind of a base question uh, with the writing in general. Why is writing and academic writing so important and so necessary for students uh, to develop? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, writing, all kinds of writing, I think, are very valuable. And certainly in college, you ask to do academic writing, but people also write poetry. If we think about Amanda Gorman's performance at the inauguration, it was very, very powerful. And actually, my students read her poetry, and we had an event that celebrated her poetry, and students responded to that. Um, so it's a, it's a very powerful, you know, we're all human beings with um, linguistic abilities um, and diverse backgrounds. And so it's very important, I think, to foster the richness and diversity of our language practices. Um, so academic so writing is certainly a part of writing and something that we do in college. But I think that my goal is to create lifelong writers that enjoy writing, that get feedback from it, that discover things. It's a really rich intellectual activity, if you can think about it that way. Um, so, so um It, at the writing center, we, we offer all kinds of services. So um, we certainly work on detailed kinds of academic writing, whether it's a thesis statement or you want to work, learn about the semicolon or something fancy of that sort. 
But we welcome all kinds of um, writing that you're working on. It could be creative writing, it could be, it could be poetry, it could be a job application uh, or a graduate school application. It could be a capstone project. Hmm. This semester we offered a capstone writing group that was quite successful hmm. for students working on their, so they had regular bi-weekly meetings with one of our staff. They, they checked in uh, and, and got feedback and wanted, you know, they had a regular was accountability as well as support. And that's really what makes writing fun and, and also, you know, effective rather than putting it off or being intimidated by it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Samantha. I can say that's really cool that you were able to um, give students that opportunity to form a group and turn it, turn this big, huge project that they've been working on for years into something fun and something collaborative. I love that. Yes, yes. And so we hope to, you know, ex explore other opportunities where we can support students on their journey all along. Um, you know, whatever projects or whatever, you know, they're working on. We've also hosted in the past uh, Fulbright student application workshops. And, you know, that's a big honor. And, and so far, students have been quite successful in achieving those. So there's a faculty coordinator um, who, you know, who kind of looks at the deadlines. But um, it's, it's a major accomplishment and it's a very intense uh, application process. But um, from what I've been told, students at Soka have been very successful, and it's a, it's really a career changer. You know, I know students who've gone abroad on a Fulbright, and it's kind of a big thing on your resume wherever you go, whatever you do. So that's a great opportunity to support students in, in those kind of um, challenges. Journeys. Yeah, absolutely. I think Fulbright is definitely a big ticket item, like you said, that if you get that opportunity, um, definitely take it. On on that note, I'm curious, you've been in the field for a very long time. You've worked with a diverse group of students. And I'm curious, what are some common writing issues for students that you've seen in your experience? Yes. Um, you know, I think just to step back before I go into nitty gritty, I think we are often very hesitant to write because school writing has can be punitive or it can be, you know, evaluative. So there's a lot of hesitancy to even start. And so one of my goals is for students to get comfortable. I mean, if you just give yourself permission to write one page, nobody collects it, nobody grades it, to see what's on your mind. That journey of discovery is so much fun. And so I do a lot of that kind of thing, just to, you know, as warm-ups and to, to see how your mind works and it gives you that perspective to examine it and i just spoke this morning with a student in my office hours who's who got that message and i was just so thrilled he said i've discovered that writing you know i can discover things and i can learn things and it's not just about you know the grade or the assignment or the deadline and that was very satisfying i mean i was glad that he he heard that so i think giving yourself permission to write and explore ideas before you get too formal it's really important if you start editing right away it can be uh, just can handicap you because you're you know already judging so leaving the judgment behind it's almost the buddhist in some way you know the non-judgmental piece of it just let the writing come um, and if you can give yourself that permission and create an environment where that happens it becomes much more rich you know your voice appears your issues your values show up 
Now, once you have some material to work with, then you can shape it. You can make a formal argument if that's your purpose or your assignment. Or you can write an op-ed piece if you want to reach a broader audience. Or you can write a grant proposal. Um, I have my students often work on proposals because I think it's one of the most important genres that you can master. You can write a good proposal. You can get travel support. You can get grants. You can get an internship. You can have many successes. So, so I, I, but I think you have to, to give yourself a permission to ex make writing something that is exploratory and fun and put that, the judgment, hold that for later. You know, there's always opportunity to write. And I guess I should add that, you know, as a professional in my field, I write and publish articles regularly and I've published a number of books. And even so, I'm, I'm uh, continue to learn and I have a writing group, you know, among my pals. You know, and I, I'm comfortable sharing with them like the rough, rough stuff. And they will say, you know, I say, I say, is there anything there? Any nuggets of gold you can point out? And they are kind, you know, they're kind readers, they're supportive readers. And they, they motivate me. So they say, oh yeah, this might work and this is interesting and I see a connection here between A, B, and C. And it motivates me and, and we treat each other with respect and courtesy and as you know intellectual partners and not as a judgmental. And it is such a treat. And I've had this group on and off for the last 10 years. And I've always acknowledged them in articles or books that are you know, in the acknowledgements page because they've just been such treasures. So I think that's something that I would hope students are able to create and that we can support in the writing center. It should be a positive experience and not a punitive one so that it can really um, foster curiosity, interest, passion, as well as writing skills mm -hmm. and you know, understanding of academic genres, which will help you get the travel and the, you know, wherever you're going. Very good. I, I thank you for sharing that and the insight. And, and, and I just liked kind of the way that you, you kind of formed the the ideas about writing and all of that. And so, you know, a question just came to mind with me is what what about what happens when kind of the, the terror of the blank page and, um, you know, when people come in and there's there's genuine writer's block. What are some things or some suggestions that you may have to help that? I've experienced that myself many times. Uh, I'm on, I have a thought and then it just stops and I don't know where to go next. Hmm. Yes, that can happen. Um, I do a lot of things in class. I mean, I think even giving yourself permission to just make a grocery list, hmm. you know, some ideas that I have rather than making formal sentences can be very helpful. Um, and then circle the best one and make another grocery list that comes <laughs> out of that best idea that you just generated. And then before you know it, you're on your way. So I think keeping it fairly simple, that can help you just generate things. I, I have done that in class and we have a friendly competition. How many ideas can you, you know, I time it, five minutes. How many ideas can you can you do? We did it last week and I think the, the largest one was 18 and others had six or eight. And, you know, again, no judgment, just see what shows up. And the, the further you push, the more you might, uh, it might lead you and, and then you're on your way. Thank you, Samantha. Yeah, I'm. I'm hearing a, a general theme of creating this this safe space where you can provide positive, constructive feedback, um, and I think that's an area where our departments really align. You know, we are here to support students and to give them a space where that fear goes away. Writing can be scary. Careers can yes. be scary, and 
finding your people and the support that will help you take that fear away and give you that positive constructive feedback is so important yes definitely i think that's it's wonderful to hear that that's what you're doing in career services and we should we share that mission long term i, I have hopes to even reach build this out for staff and faculty mm. Currently at universities across the country now, people have like writing retreats for faculty. Because mm. if you have that supportive environment and regular check-ins, you're much more productive. And you know, if you can build that positive environment and people are motivated. And so long term, I would love to you know develop writing retreats for anybody who wants to write. That includes staff, you know, anybody. I think that can be very productive and that's a trend uh, too in higher education. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good, good. Thank you. Um, so just in terms of, of how best can students benefit from the Writing Center? How do you make appointments? Uh, how, how should they use or approach uh, the services you provide in the Writing Center? Yes, so um, a couple of things we have offer right now during COVID, online appointments. There's always an online scheduler. Um, it's it's uh, at Soka and then the dot my online. You can look it up. It's on the web page, but it's Soka. My WC, meaning writingcenteronline.com, it's a, it's a software that we use that allows you to schedule um, an appointment. During COVID, we've extended our hours. We're now seven days a week. We're early and late so that we can accommodate different time zones. And um, students can choose between a half hour or an hour long appointment. So we're readily available. Our staff is wonderfully trained. We have seven professional writing staff members and they have rich writing backgrounds. Uh, we have a lawyer on staff. Mm. We have a, a former journalist. Yeah. We have two. We have two people who specialize in English as a second language. Um, we have somebody who studied theology. So mm. we have very experienced writing folks, uh, a linguist. So we have just a really rich. So they are wonderful, and they know the journey of writing, and they have struck. You know, they have produced lots of writing, and they're very professional really well trained and very approachable so I would encourage any student to make an appointment even if just to meet them because some students establish long-term relationships with them throughout their career and why miss out on such a wonderful free available service thank you and thank you. you can always reach out to me too if you have an idea for a workshop uh, we, we've offered workshops on capstone writing on grad school applications on Fulbright uh, applications, etc. So, any idea you have, I'm open to um, creating opportunities. Thank you. Thank you very much for sharing that. Samantha, do you have uh, another question you'd like to ask? Yeah, I just have kind of a, a fun question for you. Um, I'm always curious about people's interests and passions. And so, I'm wondering what is something within writing that you are passionate about? Thank you. Great question. So um, I think I'm particularly passionate about honoring linguistic diversity, um, you know, especially at SOCRA, but anywhere you go, it's so important to recognize that we are all uh, language, very competent language users. Um, and that includes we have multilingual, bilingual, trilingual, quadrilingual international students. And so I think it's very important to honor that um, and to, to appreciate that. And then also people speak many different kind of uh, diverse languages and dialects. And they're all human forms of expression. And they are very powerful and powerful in different contexts. 
And in the year 2021 and 2020, there's been a lot of talk about how do we really fully appreciate and honor linguistic diversity? Because academic writing is only one narrow slice of what writing can be and what language can be. And so I think it's very important to think through and develop ways in which we can really honor that. I was just reading an interesting article in Inside Higher Education, January 27th, and it's called How to Combat Linguistic Prejudice. And I think that's very ingrained still in academic culture, you know, values that we haven't even, our assumptions that we haven't questioned, that only the formal academic writing is valuable and other forms of expressions are not. And really, if you look at writing that's become so much more multimedia too, you know, podcasts and that we're doing right now, as well as um, blog posts, you need a variety of genres and modes of expression. You don't want to write a very formal academic paper on a blog post, you're not effective. Or you want to develop a public announcement. You need a variety of linguistic skills. And we really need to learn to honor that and teach that and maybe even develop multimodal projects that include the range of diverse language skills that students already have and bring to the university. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I have a feeling that that last question, which is a great question, by the way, Samantha, uh, as you can see, that's why she adds so much to this to this uh, office and what we do here. But, yeah, I can absolutely see a much deeper dive, you know, with that uh, linguistic diversity question in, that you presented. So who knows? Maybe in the near future we may have something that focuses uh, on that strictly, whether it's a webinar or another podcast. But in any event, I, you know, I, I want to be conscious of your time. And I really appreciate, you know, Dr. Gersh, that you came out and spent time with us today and, and gave some really good insight on writing, um, the approach to writing, the services, obviously, the Writing Center offers. And so, again, we want to thank you. Um, you. We consider you part of our tribe. And so hopefully this is just the beginning. And Samantha, before I sign off, is there anything else you'd like to say? Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for letting me be a part of this uh, wonderful experience. And it was so fabulous to meet you, Dr. Kirsch. Thank you so much for hosting me. Wonderful experience. Well, thank you again. Thank you. This was the Friday Five uh, broadcast uh, from Career Development. And as I always say at the end, uh, thank you for coming and go Lions. We'll see you next week.